Whoa. I'm Isabel. I'm Morgan. And this is a Wonus. Extra credit for listeners to Womance, the podcast about romance novels. Here we are heading into heart season. We're heading into those big, delicious Valentines. We're heading into candy hearts and missed expectations. And a very important anniversary, our anniversary. For this delicious time in our lives. And to celebrate our uh, anniversary, we've decided to embark on a journey called Fanfictuary. Fanuary. Fictuary? Fanuary. Fanfictuary? Yeah, let's just put the whole thing in. That way it makes the most sense. Yeah. Fan. F- <laughs> Fanfictuary. Frebrufic. <laughs> Febuition. <laughs> it really only works one direction. It really does. <gasps> Speaking of our last episode. <laughs> so true. What could have been? What could have been? Uh, so for those of you who don't know, me, Morgan, co-host of Womance, I wrote my master's thesis on fan fiction, uh, but I've never written it personally. And I, Isabeau, who you should know, has written fan fiction for years. Uh, so fan fiction is obviously something that is central to our understanding of romance novels, but not something we've at least recently interrogated seriously in terms of how it relates to romance and, of course, ourselves. And so this month promises to be quite the journey of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. But we only have literally the shortest month of the year to do it in. So we have to narrow it down. So in the month of February, we are going to start off by talking about one of Isabeau's favorite fix. For those of you paying attention, you will notice that Monsieur Richard Armitage is the voice of Trevor Belmont. <laughs> And let his dulcet tones crawl up and down your spine a bit. I didn't come to Gondol's Queen through Castlevania fic, though. I, I came to them through uh, Star Wars Rebels fanfic, which I'm not ashamed to admit <laughs> to. Uh, her Castlevania fic is quite good. Um, but for those of you who decide to read Rough Magic, the fic that we read, uh, and want more Gondol's Queen deep cuts, I recommend her Star Wars canon. What's handy is you can just click on the username. But yeah, the, the first fic we're going to read and talk about is Rough Magic by Gondol's Queen. That's Gondol's as in the imaginary world that the Bronte sisters created. Uh, G-O-N-D-A-L-S. And then the word queen spelled in the usual way with the Q and everything. Isabeau offered several Star Wars fix or one Castlevania fic, and I said Castlevania. So for those of you who are not familiar with Castlevania, Castlevania is a uh, very gory vampire-based video game that became an animated series, and the dubbed version is, features the vocal talents of many uh, respected uh, actors and actresses. Richard Armitage, Theo James, the lady who played Sybil from Downton Abbey. There are a ton of famous people in it. Yeah, quite a few. It's really quite good. Everyone should watch it. It's a super gory show, uh, just as a heads up. 
Uh, it is animated, though, and it is available on Netflix. But um, there's also naturally a fan wiki on Castlevania. So if you're not familiar with the fandom at all, you can use that as like a way to help you read the fanfic if you want to follow along with the episode. After Gondol's Queen, we will be reading The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, TikTok book bombshell you know i think it's interesting so the reason we're talking about it is because it started off as a super successful raylo fic on ao3 mm-hmm. and i don't feel like that's any kind of spoiler because it's a romance novel so they end up together at the end and <laughs> um they also look like kylo ren and ray from the most recent star wars trilogy what did they call that little cluster space divorce <laughs> I mean, like, there's the original trilogy, there's the the prequels, and... I think they just refer to them as the newest trilogy. The Disney trilogy. Sure. There, I just did it. The Space Divorce trilogy. And the, like, cover art was done apparently by someone who's pretty famous for Raylo fan art as well. Yeah, and you can tell because she's got quite the complicated, messy bun for someone working in a lab coat. But it's the appropriate amount of complexity for a space hairdo (laughs) when you're living on planet junk. (laughs) Junk and wind. It's true. Is that the Millennium Falcon? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember? (laughs) On Jakku. Look at this little... Ho- it was like the most... Like, it was basically like how it music. <laughs> I'm... I don't, like... We don't even need to describe it. Just, like... Just, like... I don't... I don't, I don't even really want to talk about it. It's like... I don't really want to talk about it. I don't really want to talk about those films right now. I don't feel like... It's like in music biopics when, like... I don't know, Drew. I'm just all shook up. <laughs> Look at the camera. <laughs> It was like, she's like. Then it starts playing in the background. I guess we gotta try to fly out of here in this old hunk of junk. That old Carillion space cruiser. (laughs) And that's why uh, we didn't pick one of Isabeau's Star Wars fix, because we wanted to read this one. Because it is becoming a more prevalent, it's becoming really a lot more prevalent in romance, or has been prevalent for quite some time, to scrub the serial numbers off of your fic and get it professionally published and Raylo, i think is the new twilight absolutely has been for a while um because what we just read in october our spooky not spooky dead romantics that was definitely a kylo hero if i ever met one or basically just adam driver fic i guess i like i think th- one of the questions that i have yeah for this particular thing is like what makes a kylo and what makes an adam driver Mm -hmm. and where the twain meet and where they like should disassociate but don't seem to a hundred percent i feel the same way too so i'm curious to observe how even in the years since i was kind of deep in it because i i haven't been very like deeply invested since understandably if you write your master's thesis on something you become significantly less interested (laughs) in it afterwards true story (laughs) But um, I'd be curious. To, uh, one of the things I see is that like r- real RPF or real person fic used to be like its very own, very discreet thing, mostly reserved for one direction and kind of looked down upon by like writers who would have been prevalent or popular on AO3. 
Hugo Award-winning AO3 or archive of our own. I would say the most respected and, and prominent fanfic, fan fiction platform run in today. Whereas today, I feel like a lot of like the lines are blurring between RPF and actually talking about fictional characters. Not even fictional, but fictionalized characters of real people, right? Where it's like, you get into any of the Marvel fandoms and it's like, mm, I feel like you're just talking about Chris Evans. I don't ever remember Captain America having this dog. <laughs> Captain America with his Boston accent. Right? Like, I just... This isn't this is not Captain America now. You're just you're just imagining Chris Evans in a fisherman sweater and he's just named Steve. Uh you could also just write a knives out fanfic if you wanted to talk about Chris Evans in his fisherman sweater. Right? That seems like something that's kind of shifted a lot more. It used to be very discreet. Like you certainly didn't write Leonard Nimoy fic. You wrote Spock fic. I mean, that's going way back, but I still think it, it counts. We've stopped talking about specific texts because we actually need your help in selecting the final fic we're going to talk about. So it's no mystery that there is a romance between fanfic and romance. And so we know that a lot of our listeners also read fanfic in addition to romance novels. And we'd like your recommendations on what you think we should read and talk about. Send us whatever recommendation you have. We're going to look into all of them, and then we'll just pick whichever one tickles our fancy the most, because that's how it should be. <laughs> this, is a, this is a dictatorship. <laughs> um, but we're excited to see your recommendations, and we'll for sure share those and, and link them out if you would like. But yeah, we want to know what are people super into right now? What are the fandoms that are capturing our imagination you know maybe it's star wars maybe it's that old standby star trek maybe it's something totally weird and offbeat that we haven't heard of and are excited to read about and think about maybe it's something incredibly unique like um like you don't even know that's how offbeat it is the weird peter pan movie that is so yeah exactly i'm like i'm like something with jason isaacs that is so weird that you bring up the Jason Isaac Peter Pan movie because I for sure read Peter Pan fan fiction on the IMDb message boards. Longtime listeners will know that my main method of consuming fan fiction growing up was reading the IMDb <laughs> message boards. Also, one of the reasons why I pulled that is like the very first fanfic <laughs> I ever published was about that film. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Was it on the IMDb fan uh, message boards? No, it was, in, it was on fanfiction.net. Oh, sure, sure. No, very very dignified. 2003? Dude, I was in the absolute armpit of fanfic. <laughs> it was on I'm <laughs> International Movie Database. And also I would find GeoCity sites, which... God forgive everyone for GeoCities. I... I mean, I would say, God forgive everyone, but I stopped believing in God when I found this Jesus. It's like GoDaddy.com. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the internet used to be wild, you guys. It still is. It's gotta be. It's just like, I don't know why it took us so long to figure out we could get a buzz just from like putting things in our shopping cart and abandoning the shopping cart. For a while there, <laughs> we were really that. putting our whole... <laughs> Internet a C. 
into like creating like overstimulating experiences, challenging experiences. Mm. So send us the fic that you've written. Send us the fic that you love. Don't tell us if you've written it. One of the things I love about fan fiction, I'm sure this will come up, is the anonymity. Mm-hmm. So listeners, I have become privy to one of Isabeau's publishing names, and I'm not going to read it. Okay. Don't tell anyone the name. No, I won't. But unless you like explicitly invite me someday to read it, I would not. That's different. Saying I can do it and saying like, please do it are very different things. Once you finish the fandom it takes place in, I will invite you to do it. (laughs) Okay. That's very telling. Yeah, like one of the things I like about it is that you can reach a pretty enormous audience in a pretty like if not democratic but random way um and i think that's really cool <laughs> it is cool fan fiction's super cool and the fact that people um are scrubbing it is a question that i want to interrogate but also just like romance and fanfic have so many parallels and venn diagrams that sometimes it just feels kind of like a circle which is kind of where we're gonna have, probably have part of our conversation when we talk about Ali hazelwood's book. yeah 100 percent. i think one of the things i want to explore is why is romance kind of the most prevalent fan fiction genre like why is sex so much a part of how we reimagine existing texts um, or imagine extensions onto existing texts. And why is that? Like, while I think like a lot of fan fiction includes sex, I think a disproportionate like outsider understanding of fan fiction is sexual. I think those things are related in a pretty obvious way. <laughs> I think it's because most people would like to see Uh, characters they care about pork or themselves pork characters they care about and so then they're like oh yeah fan fiction we're like you know people kiss and have sex and stuff (laughs) I think it's very revelatory but that's not all fan fiction's about and so I would like to uh Vonda McIntyre I think that's the other thing that the fanfic of our age sort of obscures is that there is an entire publishing world that existed hand in glove with fanfic like Vonda McIntyre wrote Star Trek fanfic and then became one of the published stables of authors right like you want to talk about somebody who's made an entire career just inventing Star Wars stories Timothy Zahn he put out two books a year from 1987 to 2005 and like you talk to some real star wars nerds like my husband and he'll be like oh man you want to talk about the black fleet crisis and i'm like i don't know what that is and he's like timothy's on i was like i don't know who that is either but yeah they just get to make up whole things that are now canonical right exactly and like there is an entire publishing industry and one thing that like disney has always done is that they've always had novelization components but they've kept that alive with the star wars um and like i've purchased Disney Star Wars books, which are just essentially sanctioned fanfic. And you know what? The Padme books were really good. Not to dox myself, but I live near a genre-specific, except for romance, bookstore. And I was getting coffee one Saturday morning, and I saw this uh, couple walk in. And I think they were on an early date, and I assume that because it was like 10 a.m. And she, it was a Saturday. And she was dressed in a date outfit, not like a, not like a date outfit, but like a 
date outfit and had like her hair and makeup done. And the guy was very handsome and he was carrying like a little stack of Halo novels. Like Halo the video game. And as he was checking out at the coffee counter, the guy was like, oh, I heard those are actually good. And the guy was like, yeah, I'm going to go see if I can trade him in for some credit at a named genre bookstore. The person he was on a date with just looked like so like uncomfortable with the conversation. (laughs) And I was like, that's so interesting how something can be so mainstream that you could just like walk in somewhere and someone's going to be like, oh, hey, your Halo novelizations, which are apparently like now a very respected form of science fiction publishing. (sighs) But it's still kind of like, it's still kind of like irksome to outsider. Like it can still have an outsider. I think is really interesting. I think it's, I think it's fascinating that things can... Because, like, to me, like, he was... I would have tolerated more from him than just a fascination with the Halo novelization. (laughs) Looks wise. I mean, they sell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, I, like, there was a time where Barnes & Noble, if you'd go into the sci-fi section, half the section was her Star Wars and Star Trek books. Like, that was the sci-fi section. And then there was, like, some writers who were doing their own thing. And so... The idea that, like, fanfic is always sex or is something that, like, only teen girls do or is, like, part of this, like, grimoire of the internet is, like, A, always not true. B, never has been true. But now the internet has democratized it in a way that it hadn't been democratized before. And there is certainly more romance. Like, those Star Wars books were fade to black if they were anything. And I can't speak to the Halo books because I haven't read them. But I imagine that if there is any porking, it is also fade to black. And who doesn't want to imagine Anakin Skywalker, Padme Amidala... Porkin. She's not like sand. We know that. <laughs> She's not like sand. <laughs> and that's enough to get my motor going. <laughs> uh, she's not like sand? Check, please. When they met, he was only nine and she was 14, okay? Like, she left a very big impression. <laughs> Everyone forgets about episode one because it doesn't have a flowy uh, <laughs> rainbow dress. <laughs> and by everyone, I mean Morgan forgets that there was... A- I was like, uh, everyone doesn't include Isabeau in that <laughs> sentence because I have never forgotten episode one. Star Wars looms large. Um, we are going to talk about a Castlevania fic because we don't want this to be totally about Star Wars because that's the other thing. The kind of like exterior, because it is humongous, like the, the amount of fanfic output in Star Wars is data-wise huge compared to a lot of other fandoms. Yeah. Harry Potter, likewise. Harry Potter, Star Trek. But interestingly enough, from like a historical standpoint, those aren't necessarily like the most internally influential fandoms. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. The man from the original Man from Uncle series, highly influential. And then also the um, Quantum Leap series. Which makes a lot of sense because each episode, not unlike Star Trek, had its own discreet adventure. <laughs> I know at least two of the Quantum Leap fanfics got turned into episodes later. Like there, yes, there was exactly. a time where you could send in your work to ABC Universal and they like they would read the slush pile. Well, people sent them in all the time um, for all sorts of programs. And it's just that Quantum Leap acknowledged it, <laughs> that they were pulling from their slush pile. 
What other questions are you excited to interrogate with this fanfictuary? I think I am going to be in the space of like, why do you feel compelled to change, hide, or obfuscate the idea that romance is pulling so heavily from fanfic? And when I say you, I mean like the broader like material you that's like oh that started as a fanfic i don't like it as much anymore and it's like well why though do you think that's true those people people definitely like i i had a conversation with an actual human being at a wedding about the dead romantics and they said to me this is just kylo fic it's trash and i was like is it trash because you don't like kylo or is it trash because you don't like the book and, and they they confessed to me that they they felt like they had been tricked tricked mm-hmm. and i was like that is oh, bold language i need to break some news to you about a lot of media you consume right and i think that's the that's one of the things i want to explore more is the always already but never actually <laughs> of fan fiction yeah, like the boundaries are obviously very soft, but if we can point to them at all, I hope we figure that out on this series. We've got a pretty tall order for 28 days, but if anyone can do it, it's <laughs> it's, it's us. Yeah, hell yeah. It's us. Let's get cracking. <laughs> let's, let's crack this chocolate nougat open and see what's inside. It's nougat. <laughs> It's fanfic, Morgan. It's fanfic. Wow. <laughs> if it was chocolate nougat, it would be nougat on the inside. With that. <laughs> Loosen your woes. But never your nusses. Fanfictuary rhymes with obituary. <laughs> Yikes. We should, should be fanuary. Wooly guacamole, everyone! Thanks for listening to another episode of Womance. Womance is hosted, produced, and edited by my friend Morgan. And by my friend Isabel. Our logo artwork is by another friend, Mary Reichman. You can find her on Instagram at m.reichman, spelled R-E-I-S-C-H-M-A-N-N. Original music by Nick Gravelin. And our webmistress is Jane Bonzac. They're the best. You're also the best. We so appreciate your support by listening. Please consider taking this to the next level by following, rating, and reviewing. We read every single review. Or even check us out on Patreon. If you'd like more woe in your life, you can connect with us on Instagram at Womance and on Twitter where we are at mans underscore woe. Or you can find more episodes and content at womancepodcast.com. If you have an idea or just want to reach out, please email womancemail at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Womance is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts to add to your romance collection at frolic.media backslash podcasts. Until next time.